Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Maybe you needed some advice or a new challenge. This podcast will be for you. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I don't know how many times I've said that, but it's been a few. A hundred and what? Do you know? A hundred and thirty-ish. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we don't, we don't want to say which one we're on, because in case we're, this isn't in the order of what we're doing. Yeah. All right. See, so you got to have a magic maker called Bleep. So anyway, um, w- so welcome to the Bone Cave. I can say that because we have officially named this place the Bone Cave. So we have hashtag Bone Cave. So I, I stood in here today. And I looked around and I went, we need more heads if we're going to call this the Bone Cave. So I'm going to work on that. I I'm think gonna I said some, that. Um, no, you said that out there because you wanted to put them shoulder to shoulder in a new executive office and make it look like shit. And we're no, not. I wanted this. it to look classy, like a Bone Cave. Yeah, no. Anyway. All right. Well, listen, today uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, we have a couple, well, we have a Butler County and a Bremer County boy, but, um, from Iowa. Yeah. From Iowa. For those of you who don't know, those are two counties from Iowa. Hey, Scott, I have a question for you. Did you grow up in always in Butler or were you in Bremer? I actually grew up in Butler just across the Bremer line by Shell Rock. Oh so yes. Little, so you are the Shell Rock. To get into school. Waverly yeah. Shell Rock. So anyway, that's I interesting. on the Shell Rock river. So have I. Have you really? Yeah, many, me many too. times. Yep. Many times. For all the people in Norway that are listening, it uh, is it's a pretty place. Yeah, Waverly, that area Waverly or Waverly, Iowa is a be actually all of Iowa is pretty amazing. Um it's a great place to be from, I always say. So, anyway, but we have um two guests today and uh we have Scott Dewey and Clay Dahlquist uh who are friends of Rolling Bones and they own a company um and it is a pretty cool company, and I've had these uh, product. I've had this product with me for about three, four years. We're going to tell the story about it today, but it's called Gator Eyes. So here's the deal: if you are a podcast listener, um, you know that when we have a product manufacturer on, we always do a special. If you go to RollingBones.com. And once this airs, uh, you will listen to it. We will have them on special for the first 10 days afterwards at a price you can't get anywhere else because we want you to get these in your hands. I have personally had them everywhere from um, Raymond, Iowa. No, 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 no. (laughs) From Raymond to Russia. I've had them anywhere from Raymond, Iowa to Russia. (laughs) And uh, I have taken these with me. True story. Uh, we killed my sheep on day 19 of an uh, 18 of a 20 day hunt in Russia, my snow sheep in Siberia. And we were on the mountain for two days and we ran out of lights the night we killed everybody was out of batteries. So guess what? Uh, the, all we had left gator was a eyes. handful of gator eyes and these Russians, I don't know what they said, but they were the most joyful. Ooh, whoa, Holy whoa. shit. This is awesome moment. So you had to you, you had to go down. What, what did you call that mountain? Uh, we called it the prick. <laughs> you had to um, go down the, the, the what in the yeah, dark with yeah. gator eyes on. Huh? So anyway, we uh, we everybody had the gator eyes on, and they were pretty excited and laughing um, that night to get us off the mountain. And we were in some nasty stuff where that sheep fell. But thank God for gator eyes. Could have been a commercial right there. So welcome out, Clay and Scott. It's good having you guys. Thank you. Well, glad to be here. Yes, it's going to be fun. So we, we actually bleep had to keep us going because we uh, were having Iowa reminiscing moments before. Um, uh, right. We had podcast. to hear about the bridge and this road and that road and the corn stock <laughs> the over bridge? here. And the you knee high by the 4th of July. The corn's good. And, yeah, we That's were. only here. It's usually head high by the 4th of July <laughs> in yeah, Iowa. Because yeah. if it's not head, I took you there on the 4th, and it was over your head. I know, right? It was, too. And the only reason <laughs> he's even saying that is because we're not – finally, we're not talking about Spearfish, South Dakota, <laughs> and uh, him and his four buddies making a film up in the mountains for the 400th time. Oh I got gosh. some kindred Ooh, spirits yeah. here. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, welcome <laughs> out. So, how, how high is the uh, corn right now? It's about finished. It is well overhead high. Yeah, well over. <laughs> Eight to ten feet. 
I will tell you this: you were wow. blown away, weren't you? Oh yeah. Well, it's 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 Nebraska, it's, you know. I mean, this is, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's just crazy. And the humidity, if you, I mean, when you live in the mountains, holy crap. It's just the, the, that corn pours the moisture into the air. Well, it also takes a lot of moisture to grow corn, too. In fact, on a sultry summer night, you can put your lawn chair in the cornfield. You can hear it growing. My grandpa used to tell me that. He took me in central Iowa, and I would do that. You could listen to it pop on a still summer night, and that's the corn growing in the field. You just Dude, your, pop, your grandpa pop. was giving you something in I'm that, not, soda, in that not, soda water. I'm not kidding you, right? Clay, you want to back me up on no, that? No, Clay, do not. Scott, you want to back me up on that? <laughs> I say, uh, scientifically, I don't think I can back that one up for you. <laughs> oh, man. So, Scott, what were you going to say? You've lived in Iowa, what? My whole life, and I, I got to say I've never heard corn grow. <laughs> Now, I, I can't either. I've been in a cornfield many of the evenings um, hey, late at just night. Just saying, man. I, I think but maybe I wasn't listening. Mr. Dean <laughs> maybe, when the, the combine's running is what it is. But when I was in That's the cornfield. That's how you hear corn grow. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't listening for the corn. I'm just letting you know. So <laughs> it was usually bush lattes and women. So that was the reason I was yeah. by the corn. Yeah. Well, I, I know we've got listeners in the Midwest all over. We have a lot of them in Iowa. And if you've heard corn grow, I want you to email me right now. Yeah. Hello at rbohome.com. Yeah, hello at rbo.com would get it there. Or you could say, hello, you've lost your mind, bleep. Mm. Um, so anyway, it's fun. So welcome on, welcome on guys. We're going to have a great podcast. I do want to uh, turn it over by you got to tell me the story about Gator Eyes um, because it's uh, um, it's interesting. Well, I think concept. you should describe the product to our listeners first. Um, no, um, <laughs> no, we don't need to tell them what it is. No, I'm teasing. Go ahead. Yeah. So let's just start with kind of the design of it first. I think that'll lead into what it is. I was actually at a wedding and I, I don't go to very many weddings between you and I, but it was a reception. I didn't get to go to the ceremony. I had been bow hunting and I'm pretty sure it was a doe, but I'd shot a deer and I literally had to come in. It was evening, change clothes. I wanted to give the deer some time, jumped in the car and went to this reception. And the first thing I saw when I walked in there was this big vase of marbles on every table that had these little glowing LED lights in the marbles. And I'd never seen, I didn't know what they were. And we ate and we drank a few beers and of course I start pulling them out because I'm interested and I'm taking them apart and I'm looking at them. And before the end of the night, I had a couple ideas. So I filled my pockets full of them cause they didn't need them. And I found out they were little lights that you can like put into balloons. Yeah. So I got home, I grabbed a whole handful of paper clips. I grabbed all these led lights and went out and tracked this deer. And everybody that I've told this story to is like, why did you need these little lights to try? Don't you have a flashlight? And that's the part they don't understand right away is that I have tons of flashlights, but this is not to replace any flashlights that I have. I use them to mark where I found a drop of blood and then we'd move on and you didn't have to have somebody stand back there and say, I got the last drop, find another one. I'll move ahead. Mm -hmm. So we start putting this trail through the woods with these little lights hanging with paper clips. And I looked back and I could almost see the direction that we came. And, uh, you know, it gave us a, a direction to move forward on. It didn't take very long. And it wasn't a perfect hit, but we found the deer. Um, and from wow. that day forward, we just started making it better and better. And we put a clip on it and we had a mold made and then we screwed up. We had another mold made. We finally got it right. And now we have the product. It's a multi-use little mini light that has a magnet and a clip and an led light that is perfect to use for hands-free use and it'll clip on any branch twig stick deer stand with the magnet if it's a you know even if it's aluminum stand you can stick yeah. it to a bolt now when um, you when you so were... i've got them on every tree stand every deer blind everywhere i go and i just sit out there all year long and if i need them i got them now, Scott, when you were using those originally, I mean, how bright were those little LED lights that you were using? I'm pretty sure they're about the same. The very first ones I used and the ones we use now, they're probably about the same, around 10 lumens. I mean, it's not it's yeah. not like these 
300 lumen flashlights. Yeah. But it's that, that's not what it is. It's a backup. I mean, light, it is the perfect right? little yeah. mini light. Yeah. And you could see them. You could see them at night quite well as you look back and looked at the trail. For hundreds of yards. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Right. How many of them did you take with you from the wedding? <laughs> did they notice they I don't were remember. Gone? I bet I had 50. <laughs> No I, bet I had fifteen or twenty, and I didn't. Need, I didn't need that many. I probably only wow. ended up hanging like. Was that how many 10. beers you had at the wedding, or that's how many lights you hung? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the beers. I remember the lights. <laughs> but you, but uh, but it was it was like the light literally came on in your mind, saying, "Hey, this is not a bad idea." No, it's not because I. I mean, everybody. I mean, I've even heard it since then. We'll just you know just use toilet paper. I. I can't see toilet paper in the dark. I don't know about you guys, but I can't look back in the dark and see a little piece of toilet paper sitting in the woods. No, I can look back and see the light. It's actually super genius. And I will tell you this. Um, we'll get into this in a bit, but there's a million applications for it. Um, for me, uh, I throw a handful in, my, in the lid of my pack. And, you know, we're primarily Western hunters, not tree stand hunters. But I can see how these would be amazing in a tree stand, too, because, it, it you know, it's it's just a little inconspicuous light but in a tent or anywhere you're yeah. hunting you want to see something you just hit this little light and you can cup your hand and it's it's not it's it, they're super nice but you hang them in a tent it makes the whole tent glow you hang them um you put them in your pack when you, you know you've been digging in your pack at night and you can't find anything boom just turn it on and uh um and they're super nice Wow, and they got a nice little alligator clip on them. Is that where you got the name from? Yeah, it kind of is. Yep. And we thought lots of different names, and you know, alligator eyes do glow at night. They, they don't glow white, but they do have a red glow to they them. Do. So it just kind of all worked out. It's got an alligator mouth. It's got a glowing eye. Now, Clay, and where did you come? In, Clay, where did you come into this picture? Uh, so in the uh, research and development phase, um, if we go back a little bit further before we started developing gator eyes, there's a, a group of us that had been duck hunting, of course, and all great ideas come from uh, groups of guys hunting. And uh, we all had different inventions that we felt would be good in the outdoor world and ideas, but just one person trying to launch an idea and take it to market is uh, an insurmountable task. And so uh, after a duck hunt, we were sitting around and we all agreed that if we got together, we could maybe launch some of these products or figure out if we could do that. And we had, think we still have these ideas from decoys to chainsaw caddies and different things like that. And uh, so we made a contract on a napkin and that was the start of our company, which was about time LLC. And, uh, it was got that name because it was about time we did one of these things. Um, so that's where, that. <laughs> so that's where, uh, the business or the company started. Then, uh, we pooled our ideas together and, what we thought we could do cost effectively amongst us and what had the broadest market uh, was really kind of how we settled on trying to develop the gator eyes. Um, and so then it became internet searches for parts, products, where can we build this? Who do we know? What resources do we have? And that's kind of where, where uh, Scott and I were uh, working, first started working together on this particular project. Wow. So I got to tell you guys, first of all, it's a magnet. So again, can I ask some personal questions here, um, which I'm going to anyway, so I don't know why I'd ask a question that I know the answer to that I'm going to. Right. So that can was kind of, that was kind of stupid. Yeah, you already did. I say that all the time. You shut up. Okay. Um, listen. Okay. So, okay. I look at this. You guys had to have this idea to take a roach clip, put a light on it and then put a magnet on it. And you, there's no way to some. To some degree, you couldn't have thought to yourself, 
mm, there's no way I'm getting a freaking patent. Somebody out of every pothead from yeah, the 80s right, right. had to think of taking a roach clip and putting a magnet on it so they could hit a puffer, do a, a one-hitter um, on their truck window or something. I mean, did you not think that this was you, already going to be? Like what had some experience you guys with this? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, ditch weed in Iowa. Let, let's just get this straight. I never, I've never smoked pot, okay? Um, but well, I know a lot of – talk the lingo well i know a lot of people who have and uh um and we did grew up in rural iowa my grandpa never did either but he did show me hemp weed growing in the ditch oh oh, yeah you didn't know it but that's how (laughs) you were hearing the corn grow come on leslie believe two and two is coming up (laughs) to four 14 years old that we called it ditch weed not hemp but anyway a patent um, a patent but i knew there was a lot of ditch weed patches but anyway let's move forward so a patent you Come on. Do you guys didn't sit around and go, this has got to be a, po- a stab in the dark that we're never going to hit? Didn't you think this was already patented somehow, some way? Well, maybe a little bit, but there was <laughs> nothing in the market out there like it. I mean, there was no mini, small, hands-free light. Yeah, there were roach clips, but somebody just never thought about putting the light on it because they already had something in it. Yeah, so uh, true. And then they forgot about it the next day anyway. Yeah, so that's true too. They forgot to patent it, I guess. But you know what? The best ideas are simple like that. Well, there's a lot of cool little uses. You know, if if you're oh, a tons. if you're gonna drop your pack, which I hate looking for a pack in the dark, so that's not a good idea to me. But snap one of those on if no, you had exactly. to i mean just they take up they don't take up any room they weigh nothing you know how many nights i've looked for my dang horses i've g have dinged them with a g i mean it, it's light when i leave them if i just turned one on and left it who cares i'm thinking british columbia when we're up there right we just put this on yeah. a couple of their mains just to get out just to get out oh, that's through a the great trees idea. Clip them yeah. right on their up by their bridle, right underneath yeah, their exactly. mane where their right. hair's out, yeah. where right. they can't. You clip them right there. It's not going to go anywhere. Right. We'd have lights. Yep. How and, many and, times have you set your bow or your rifle down and you, you followed a deer out and you're like, God, I know it's on this fence line somewhere? Yeah. Way so. too many times. And then, so then I get the, the same <laughs> response point, of, Brad. yeah, but I, you know, I hit a deer really good. I didn't need them to track the deer. But then they go up to the deer. They're like, yeah, they shot it and it's dead in the CRP field. So they walk out and they go back to get their four wheeler and then they drive around for six hours trying to find what never had that happen. Exactly. Never had that happen. Uh, we dropped yeah. a deer and it's tracking CRP with Kevin Huber from Iowa and it took us two hours to find the damn thing. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yes. Though. But we had a lot of fun after we found it and he didn't <laughs> with him. <laughs> Yeah. You, you know, Scott, you must have had a lot of folks, a lot of hunters that have come back to you with how they've been using this. Yes, we have. And a lot of them are some of the things we've talked about. I've heard the story of setting their pack down and then looking for it for four hours again. You know, I've heard that story a hundred times. So that has been one of the major uses. Set your bow down, set your gun down clip it to it obviously the blood trailing I mean, we've got guys that have clipped them on planer boards when they fish at night well, uh, we put them on your tip-ups you could put them on your ice fishing applications yeah. endless because these are somewhat water resistant and um that, that's a big big application ice fishing yes 100 yeah. percent. so um you know i, use I put them, them in my in the shop oh. Oh. In, in, your the garage. in the shop in the, oh in the shop yeah I have yep, a couple in my a wrench. bino harness. You know, they're kind of a nice emergency backup. Weigh nothing. Take up no room. Yeah, that's the thing about them. They weigh nothing. Weigh nothing. First, these are like the sheep hunter's dream, the minimalist dream. Let's go back real quick. I have a question. When they came in and you opened the first box after you spent all this shit, tons of money, did you go, yes, they're exactly what I thought, or did you go, holy shit? We missed it. And 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 was this the fu- one I'm holding right now in my hand? Was this the final um, one, or did you have to buy a pallet that didn't work out? I want I, I want to get in the weeds on how you felt when you got the first one. Did you nail it, or was it like, ah? Okay, no. No, we didn't nail it. Um, <laughs> for for just the use of maybe if it was just a, a trail marker, it, the first model would have worked, but – it was kind of built off of that very first design of those other lights I told you I found at the wedding. 
and it didn't have a switch. You actually had to turn the cap to tighten down the tension on the batteries to get it to turn on. Um, and it, and it came with a little battery protector in there that you had to pull out first because the, otherwise the batteries would make contact and they'd get dead when they, they got here. So you pulled that little, little piece of paper out that contacted in the batteries, you screwed the cap down and it, it worked great until you wanted to shut it off or put it in your pocket. I mean, Clay can attest to this on those first ones. You'd like, you'd be walking out the woods and you reach in your pocket and you felt batteries and caps and lights and they just unscrewed themselves. So no, we had to go back to the drawing board, put a switch in it. And, uh, well, that's good to know because for a company like ours, it's kind of like yours. We had this great idea, be the first century 21 type, uh, agency model in the booking and adventure and product services in the outdoor industry. And then Every time we spent a bunch of money on software, it would never was the way we wanted it to be. And we had to go back to the drawing board. So that just so you know, your misery of your first failure makes me super happy. I like that. So you're, you're, uh, <laughs> you're 80 lumen. I'm not happy at their failure. You're no, I, I am relating. To I'm, what they I admit, yes, because it's like, you know, I, I always love these stories where guys go, yeah, I, we hit it out of the park the first yeah. time it got yeah. back. You're, That's not true. 80 lumen, yeah, one ounce light. How long's it, how long does it last? Cause I've never used one, no, burned it out, start to lumens. finish. It's 10 Roughly. lumens. It's 10 lumens. Oh, 10 lumens. 10 lumens. And, and that, and I think that's a key factor in this light because Again, I get told a hundred times every time we talk about this from everybody else. Oh, I've already got flashlights, but yes, you have big flashlights. You have flashlights that you hold in your hand, but you don't have a hands-free little light that that covers all these uses. So, as a trail marker, this light will start off at ten lumens. It'll start losing power, and you'll be able to still see it. 24 to 36 hours later yeah. in the dark. That's pretty cool, isn't it? And it's probably yeah. down to a lumen by that time or half a lumen, but I can still see it from 40, 50, 60 yards away. So it's got a good useful life. Yes. Yeah. So pretty so nice. we, I, I'll just t- let everybody know. So we obviously have a relationship with Gator Eyes. They're on our website. You can go to rollingbones.com for that special price, and we will have them absolutely amazingly priced for you to get yourself some and try them and um you can also find them at uh, gatoreyes.com um but i don't know why you'd go there when you could go through this and get them at a great price but it doesn't matter to us as long as you go get your gator eyes throw them in your pack and use them um because uh we definitely um so what's a pack five uh, there's five well there's five five in in a pack. pack There's a couple different sizes. So tell us about those, what you've done here. Well, there, there, there's a five-pack, multi-use five-pack. We said, you know, use it for whatever you want. You can use those for blood trailing too. But then there's the special blood trailing kit, which is eight lights. And we've, we've used them to track enough deer. Of course, you're not going to hang it every time you find a drop of blood. You're going to hang it when you can't find the next drop of blood while you're looking. So hang it on your last drop, span out, look around, find it, then then hang it but we felt that if you have to hang eight lights going through the woods every time you lost the blood and had to find it again and you're out of lights that you probably better wait and come back the next morning and find your deer <laughs> you've probably gone far enough you follow me yeah so so you so you yeah. can get quite a ways with eight lights yeah you're getting like what a hundred yards or more probably. well th- again depending on how your shot is and how, well, you and how dense the, blood, the woods but, is yeah yeah. But if you're just finding drop after drop after drop, you don't need to hang a light on everyone. It doesn't make any sense. Keep going, keep trailing. But when you get stuck and you've got to find that next one, hang the light so you know where to come back to. You got your reference point. Now you find blood and you start moving again. You're out of lights. Head back in. Um, that's why we made it an eight pack. It could have been 12, could have been 15, but we felt eight was the best. I like it. And what's that cost right now on uh, um, on on the web? So the the package you're holding right there that you're looking at, you're playing with, sticking on your hair five and your pack, nose and five your beard. Pack. Yeah, we can't sell that pack yeah. anymore. That doesn't. Those matter. are sixteen ninety nine. Um. Yep. Sixteen. Seventeen six, bucks for a five pack of emergency lights. And then we yeah. have we have the yep. five packs. Yes. Okay, I got them right here. 
So we have right now the special with us will be um, three five packs, okay? And we have it on special right now. If you go to the web um, for $40 for three five packs will be your uh, podcast listening special. So pretty cool. And um, I, I think there's – I know we've talked about this, but for me, there's a million applications. You throw them in your glove box. You throw them in your – I mean, these are a universal life you have everywhere. Now, we're going to talk about the Gen 2 here in a second, I believe. Are we talking about Gen 2 today too? Yeah. Because I'm, sure. re I'm really excited sure. about that one too um, because I'm, I'm, I, I think there's such an application for this everywhere. Um, but these would be more of a throwaway light, I guess. And I know that one of the things that I liked about it was it was a throwaway light. You know me personally, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, I'm I'm not um, I'm not a clutter hound like some of my buddies. You, you know, throw stuff away that we need. Oh my God, Brad! Um, no, I don't throw anything away we don't need. But I don't keep shit that's six years old that we haven't used, and that you go someday we might need this. Um, a someday might need is not something you need. Um, yeah, you know what? There is. There's a need to get rid of it and get it out of your life and upgrade and improve and not have clutter around. So anyway, I yep. just think that these are amazing because they, they you can have them everywhere. You know what I'm saying? They just can go everywhere. Um, and uh, I just I, – I, 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 I think they're crazy cool. What's, what is one light do – you, do you know off the top of your head? I'm sure you do. What's, what's one of these weigh? I don't know off the top of my head, but it is. Oh. Well, I'm holding one in. Very, it? very little. It's not very Couple much. Ounces? Ounce yeah, or two, I'm, maybe? Yeah, two tops? Maybe two ounces. I'd say ounce, ounce and a half. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I think it was 0. 0.7 ounces because I had to fill that stuff in when we were selling on an online. So a 0. 0.7 oh, ounce. There you go. Yeah, because, I mean, you throw two of these in your vinyl harness in that bottom shelf. You know, no poop, poop hits the fan. You got a Boom. You got, you got something. Exactly. So you got an ounce and a half, and you got two lights. Yeah. Um, and you know, and you, you're, you're, you're hunting with three guys out west, and you're lined up, and you're going to sit there in glass, and you want to communicate to each other. Super easy. Gets dark, you hit the light. Everybody knows where you're at. It's it's super easy. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. so many applications. Everybody should have them in their drawers. I'm telling you, they're super good. Um, yeah. Outside of hunting, one of the, you know, like you said, utility work, uh, when you're trying to change or, or, you know, I don't know how many of you guys change your own light fixtures and things like that. But, you know, as soon as you turn the electricity off, everything gets harder to see. So throwing one of those up on the box when you're working on on a light fixture yep. is practical. Uh, also, you know, camping, uh, you know, we always take a, a big group of kids up to the boundary waters and I don't know if any of you guys have camped with kids. They always manage to trip over tent stakes and poles and things like that in the dark. So uh, the ones that are a hazard usually get a gator eye on them so that there's a little visual reminder as the kids are going around. So the, awesome the hazard, the, the, the guy line gets a hazard surfing. light or the kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, both of them. Yeah, put it on the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah That's a good definitely. Idea. So, Yep. So very practical to have in all kinds of applications outside of hunting. Well, they're super nice and tense. Yeah. That's where we've used them a bunch. You know, you just hang them on, on the inside, you know, you're trying to get your stuff ready. It's pretty slick. Yeah, they're, you don't they're need, legit. You so, don't need a ton of light in there. So, so. I got a question. Um, number two, um, uh, I guess it would be Gen 2. What What's it look like? Gen 2 is a little bit different. It's a, a slightly larger light slightly more lumens we we're still working on the the light output of it yet it could be up to 50 plus lumens so five times brighter so a little different purpose in this this newer light still has a clip still has a magnet um but you know if you, you really like these little lights with very you know good output but not super bright for looking in your bags like you said in your hunting blind you don't want to put off a lot of light you're still going to like these, but if you're looking for one that maybe is a, a little bit brighter, lasts a little bit longer, and has a battery that's replaceable, um, that's what the new one's going to be. I think the replaceable battery thing is what you've had a lot of requests for, isn't it? Well, we have had, when you say a lot, we're still you know pretty much five stars on anywhere we've sold, so we're really happy with that. Um, yet if there is a comment, it's usually not negative, but it, it does come back as, gosh, I wish I could change out the batteries. 
And we always looked at that before and said, yes, but if you had to go buy these little button cell batteries, um, by the time you buy the batteries, you place them in this thing, it's going to cost you about what you were buying the light for in the first place. Um, unless you buy them by the thousands like we do. So ultimately we changed batteries. We went to like a A123, which is a bigger battery, like for garage door remotes, gives it a little longer battery life. They're not hard to find. You find them at Walmart anywhere. They're not super expensive. So we're excited about it, but for different purposes, it's not even going to be, it's not going to be used for trail marking. I mean, who, who wants to use a brighter, bigger light when this other one works great? So just trying to hit the market as many sides as we can there. It'll be interesting because uh, this is, this is the sweet spot for what this light is to me. You know, it's a, gives you 24 hours a lot i mean you use it for five minutes most of the time or right if you're hanging if you're in your tent you know you got it on for an hour or something sure flick it off yep. um I, I, i'm not i'm not super jacked about messing with batteries i'd really like the original we got to be clear we're not getting rid of this model it's going to be available right. from here on out um and your emergency deal there i actually uh, a couple of years ago you guys remember hearing about the deray show that came through iowa i do yep it, it literally flattened a hundred miles of corn trees, timber buildings. It was just a disaster. People were out of power that. for weeks. Yeah. So I loaded up cases of Gator Eyes and started driving down into Duratio, stopping at gas stations. I mean, people were trying to get fuel, so run their generators. I started handing them out, and um, I, I've never gotten so many wow. thank yous and comments back of, you know the the number of uses these people needed these little lights for when there was power out for 40 months. That's a great idea and, uh, right there. Well, and, and you know, that, that actually speaks volumes to what you're saying. The gen two is awesome, but to have something that's just always sitting there static, right? Ready to go. It's ready to go. And I can turn it on at the price of these, man, you can, I just think you're in, in such a space that, you know, obviously nobody was in before because nobody ever took a roach clip, put a magnet yeah, and a light yeah. on the end of it, you know. So um, that that's super positive that you guys got it done. But these are, I mean, these are well, well designed and they're amazing. They're amazing little uh, critters. You're right, though, Brian, with that magnet, um, the refrigerator is the perfect spot. Open up your five pack, throw five of them on the fridge, forget about them until you need them. And you lose power, you have to put a needle or a thread through a needle um whatever run to the fridge grab your light use it for five minutes powers back on throw it back on the fridge it's like the old drawer that used to have candles when i was a kid exactly the fridge with now, gator eyes. exactly now they got gator eyes we had that same drawer with the candles the funny thing is and i will tell you this because i know for a fact these gator eyes are the, the magnet strong enough to um stick to uh, a screw under your cabinet lights too because I was messing around and Lindley says I really want to get cabinet lights put under the cabinet we forgot those when we put these uh, um, these uh, cabinets in and I'm like oh I got this shit figured out sweetheart we got this gator eyes click boom and they stick right to the little screw underneath there so now you got to find them to do it but no seriously they are they work really good for that you're out of power there they are so i just think they're super cool for everything and they obviously have a giant application in our space the outdoor and hunting space and uh um and uh i'm pretty excited hey so speaking of which our commercial uh today brought to you by texas hog hunt RB16122-02, okay, it's a Texas hog hunt. This is a new outfitter that we have vetted, went through the process with, but here's a pretty cool thing. This is um, an every person's hunt, and it is an amazing adventure. Um, everyone knows everything's bigger in Texas, and wild hunting population is no exception. This amazing camp with multiple hog hunts to choose from, this ranch holds an overwhelming number of wild hogs. So those of you that are looking, that are listening today for a hog hunt, now I, I got to tell you, this is super cool. This particular hunt will um, of wild hogs in Texas is an affordable hunt. This is a fully guided one-day hunt, including meals, lodging, care of hogs, and field transportation. Uh, option to add additional days to choose your style of hunting. This hunt includes one trophy boar and two meat hogs, 
and um and you have access to uh this ranch drum roll please ready for this 450 whopping dollars and you are hog hunting one meal uh, one day one night beautiful member price uh, unbelievable that is a member price and Kelly has put this thing together she said every everything but helicopter so day honestly. two is an extra 300 bucks you want to stay and kill six hogs now listen I happen to own a butcher shop okay and with the price of meat you literally and if these guys are going to field dress it I would charge you more to have you bring it in skin it field dress it and process it and they are going to um help with all of that not not that they don't process it for you but they do help with the field prep um and getting your hogs ready to go to the butcher so i'm sitting here thinking that this is absolutely one of the most outstanding price hunts we've had um you can add avelina for 400 bucks um and you can do a high rack hog hunt which a uh, two-day um, no meals and lodging for 300 So there's lots of options. Give us a call. Again, this is Texas Hog Hunt, catalog number RB16122-02. Tags are available over That's the probably counter. probably a $48 hunting license and for a non-resident. It's cheap, Brad. You're exactly yeah. right. And I'll put a link to that in the uh, show summary, show description. So if you're listening to this on your phone, just look in your show notes on iTunes or or Google Play, and it'll be there. Okay, and then, then the cool thing is, you guys, that, um, so, I mean, I, I guess I don't understand all this. You'll have to call Kelly when booking, and she can explain everything. But there's also a thermal hog hunt one day, one species, 50 bucks. So I guess you can add a thermal hog. Two days, unlimited hogs, 550 Is that with the camera they use? No, that's no. a night. That's a nighttime thermal that's on a, your scope. A thermal on your rifle. Right, okay. Yeah, she said they they have every type of hunt and you can hunt. Uh, yeah, you, you, carte blanche, yeah. man. Just go nuts, basically. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of hogs. Go to rollingbones.com. Go to adventures. When you click on adventures, put in RB one six one two two dash zero two. It will pull it all up. And um, you are ready to go. Hogs will vary anywhere from 60 to 300 pounds. And if you've never been hog hunting in Texas, it is an amazing opportunity. It's a, it's a very um, rich, uh, game-rich environment, uh, obviously. So let me ask you this. What's the craziest application you guys have heard of for Gator Eyes? People have used them for tons and tons of different things. But you – just made me remember a, an experience that I had. Have you thermal hunted before? I have not. With a thermal scope? I have not. Okay. I got into that a couple of years ago, coyote hunting. And the first time I went, you know, I went out, I was all excited. I had my thermal sighted in and I shot a coyote. And I was out in the middle of a wide open field that's pitch dark, right? And of course you see it through the scope. You see it kind of roll and you're guessing it's a hundred yards or 150 straight ahead of you, straight the direction you shot. It's laying on the ground. You can see it through your scope. And I, I just took off after the coyote. Right. And I had gator eyes in my pocket. I had a flashlight, got up there. I found the coyote and talk about losing your, your gun or your bag. I lost my gun. I, I literally walked in circles out there forever trying to, it was on a tripod and it was set up. But I Pitch left black. It to go get this coyote. It's black, yes, on a black tripod. I, I, I sh the scope was shut off. So anyway, from that day forward, as soon as I shot a coyote, I would just turn on a gator eye, stick it to the gun, go get my coyote because I don't want to carry that gun a hundred yards away from the truck and back. Um, I clearly the irony, the irony of not allowing Brad, rifles Brad's in gonna, Iowa to shoot a damn deer Brad in is, the middle of the day because it's too dangerous. But yeah, yeah. go crazy with yeah. your thermals at night. Brad doesn't get this. Iowa will not well, let you kill a deer with a rifle. Clarify, Brad. True, that's true that. not for deer in Iowa. <laughs> no, that's what he's saying. He doesn't understand why we. Okay, so he's like. You guys have all these giant deer. Nobody can shoot a rifle at a deer in Iowa because it'd be too dangerous. It could go too far. But yet, let's turn everybody loose with thermals at night going and killing coyotes. Okay, well, I think everybody at night 
turned loose with thermals, killing coyotes accounts for about a tenth of a percent of the number of people running around trying to kill a deer with a gun. Um, and, and plus, they get so excited. Yeah, what Brad doesn't they realize so excited is... excited when they see these Iowa deer. And, they're, and, and they're, a lot of deer do. are driven. A lot of deer used to be driven. They would drive sloughs. They would drive areas. So it was kind of like Still legal. Hunting. What's that? Yeah, still legal. To, it's still legal to party hunt in Iowa. You got 10 guys. You got 10 tags. You can hunt until the last tag's filled. Um, so that's why they so do that. it's, it's interesting, but I'm a, I'm a fan of that. They did come out the last two years with some straight wall cartridges. Clay, I think you got one. Yeah, yeah, we know. Um, yeah, I just, bought it my just wife cracks me three, up. A 350 Legend. 450 Bushmaster, all those, yeah. Yeah, we thought, we thought, okay, we'll do the same application. We do the range dial and dump and all the other rifles. So we built some um, out of the 450 Bushmaster, and we literally had them grouping a um, minute and a half, uh, two minutes at 500, 550 you know, yards. That first day we played with them, we were, we we were, were just smacking stuff at 450, yeah. 500 yards. And uh, um, we got them all set up, but nobody from Iowa wanted them. Um, they, 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 nobody, I mean, they all went and got their own, put their Tasco on it. Uh, now I got me a, you know, and I'm like, okay, you still didn't get achieved what the, what the benefit of that vehicle could actually achieve for you. You still didn't go do it. So it never took off for us, but it was interesting because we figured we'd sell a we ton by one more. And, and that's for Brian and Brad. When we well, draw, and right? Noah swears he's going to go kill his uh, mule deer with it this year on the lease. And I'm like, you're not using that piece of shit. Um, I said, no way. Not when you can have a rifle that can kick, knock out the six, seven hundred yards. We're not limiting ourselves. So Plus anyway. they do kick. Holy crime. Oh lady. boy. They are a, not a shoulder friendly species. That's for sure. So, well, that's pretty cool. So um, any other inventions I should know about from about time LLC that you want to share tonight and let the world know about that I could, uh, you know, get involved in. Yeah. They're all in the uh, research and development phase. Right <laughs> now, so. We can talk offline sometime. I can't wait. You guys are pretty cool. So, Clay, did you take these to Africa? Yes, I did. Uh, you know, we mainly, you know, it was, it was high rack and tracking during the day. Um, I mainly ended up using him around the uh, fire pit at night and moving from tents and, and early in the morning when we were getting ready. Um, so, like I said, it's, it's, it was more my, uh, I didn't take a flashlight. It was more my go-to light, walking light, that type of thing. Right. Africa is a different application. Did you have a fun time in Africa? Is it everything they say it is? Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, was, I was uh, blessed to go to Namibia, and I was down in the Caprivi area, which is now called the Zimbazi uh, Delta, if I get that right. Uh, and that's still one of those truly wild uh, portions of Africa. You know, no game fences, no nothing. Um, and the animals, you know, are wandering between Botswana, uh, Namibia, and, um, you know, a lot of, I did not get my buffalo. I did get several other species, but uh, the buffalo I found were always on the wrong side of the river uh, in Botswana and weren't in a legal place to, to harvest. So. Did And you didn't want to be a, a lion dentist type Dr. scenario Palmer. Yeah, when you got back? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> didn't, need, didn't need any extra publicity there. So. <laughs> that's That's hilarious. But you did get a zebra. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, yes. you, know, you talked about wanting a zebra and it wasn't on my list when I went over there. And, uh, but then as soon as I saw them and, you know, the herds and was just watching them, I decided to put it on my list and I, I'm really glad I did, uh, just being able to, you know, get close. And I, I don't know, I like studying the animals, looking at the features of the animals. Um, just the patterns on a zebra. I'm really excited about getting my rug back in a few months. Yeah. And so cool. that, that was uh, definitely uh, a highlight of, of the first couple of days of my hunt. And, and your shooting uh, went well over there. You did good. You, you retained some of the information. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Doing, you know, I, I specifically come out to do a, uh, a shooting course with you guys and uh, it, it definitely came in handy. Um, uh, I did have, I'll admit that I did have a, a miss, uh, and it's cause I didn't have the opportunity to build my base. Uh, and we were using shooting sticks that were, 
uh, barely my height. And then we were in sand that was about eight inches deep and they became not my height. So those are my, those are my excuses. Uh, and there was a pretty good crosswind too, but, uh, definitely everything I learned at the, at the, uh, uh, the shooting course came in handy and, uh, was, was well-timed. Well, we're going to have to have Scott come out for one next year. We'll have you guys come out together and, uh, we'll spend a few days shooting and, uh, talking gator eyes. So, um, so pretty cool. Well, Hey guys, in all sincerity, congratulations, um, what a what a product! It's cool to have an idea. It's cool to have a thought. It's a whole nother level of coolness, if you will, to bring it to fruition and to have that product come to market. You guys have to be seriously proud of it. Um, I know uh, we're excited to get behind the product and um, and help market it. Uh, it has a giant place in our space. And uh, so I guess my hat's off, our hat's off to you here at Rolling Bones. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. It was, and it was great well, having you guys Clay, on. Go ahead. Clay, I think you forgot an important part about some of your travels, uh, whether it was this trip to Africa or the last time you went. Because one thing I remember Clay telling me after coming back was the extra packs that he took along that he shared with the kids at different villages. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Excitement on their faces when definitely. he gave them each a light. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, I've been to Africa, uh, on mission trips, uh, medical missions. I was in Kenya and, uh, I took a couple hundred, uh, lights that didn't pass inspection you know, battery or the magnets were loose or different things like that. And I uh, glued them on and uh, I basically, you know, kind of took probably about 20 pounds of lights with me. Um, and then when we were in these villages, you know, they don't have a, a lot of anything. And uh, I would pull them out and flip them on and their eyes would light up and I'd hand them, hand them one and they would study it. And then they'd eventually figure out the clip or, or the, uh, the switch and they turn it off and on. And then, and then they, you know, every, all the little kids would come around and they stopped playing soccer. Cause that's usually what we were doing. And then they'd all want one. And so there's some great photos of me trying to pass these out with, you know, 20, 30 kids, uh, looking at them, but, um, the light is bright enough to read by, you know, these are, uh, you know, they're all living in shacks without electricity. Um, and, you know, so it was, it was neat to hand them out. It was really rewarding to, to have that opportunity, but just the excitement that it generated as I passed these lights out. And I would, you know, I'd take 20 to 30 every time I'd go into a different area and pass them out. And, and I know they went back and served a good purpose and they, and had a great use. Well, you know, and it's funny because you say that there, there's multiple uses now and life's different than it used to be. Everybody's on their phone, but, um, as kids growing up in Iowa, these would have been pretty cool to have because, you know, at night next to your bed, you know, uh, reading a magazine or a book, like you said, and uh, there's there's still a trillion applications like that. And uh, I was just we go to Mexico um, dove hunting and uh, I, I'm going to bring a ton of them because those kids would love them. And they do, a lot of these places don't have electricity, electricity. So I could see that that would be uh, um, that'd be really cool for them the reservation on the sheep hunt uh, this would be the oh most man all those kids because they don't they just don't have power you know yeah. people think every place in the world is you know has an iphone and that's just not true so you know what we ought to do we ought to start figuring out a way that you know for every pack we sell we can we can get some to these places that would be a cool idea yeah it really would be a cool idea people get behind that too we all get behind that it's fun to see that you know um I, yeah. I love that type of stuff. Um, uh, and, and hunters are in a lot of these remote places that nobody else is, you know. And uh, we go there and we see um, when the, you were there on, because uh, for those that don't know, Clay is a physician um, and Brad is a dentist. So, uh, you know, I'm always around these doctors. So anyway, I don't know, Scott, but we're the cool guys, just so you know. <laughs> 
just the lonely dog trainer, Brian. Yep, and I'm just uh, I'm not I'm not hell I'm not even that I can't get my dog to come half the time. So um, I'm just a grunt that gets up in the morning and has to serve all these guys. So hey, Scott's a world class dog trainer. He's a world. That's another podcast, right? There. We are going to do another podcast on that. The world class dog trainer, because you know what? We have our, our fastest growing part of our business is Upland Game and Waterfowl. So we're going to have to have you on, and we'll do one of those too. Clay, do you have one of his dogs? Uh, not at this moment. Um, well, I have retrieving freedom dogs that didn't make the grade. And so those are my hunting dogs now. So, so they didn't make service dog, but not specifically trained to retrieve. Oh, really? Yeah. So pretty cool. Not then, but they do now. Not, yeah, they do now. They do now. But <laughs> but, I, but I don't have one that runs hand signals and does all the, the, the great things that Scott's good at. <laughs> Oh, that's super cool. That'd be that'd be fun to have you on. Um, and uh, so we'll definitely get another one lined up. So, hey, really appreciate you guys being on. Thank you so much. And, again, congratulations on um, a great product and uh, just a super cool design. And, uh, and it couldn't – I mean, and just seriously, really quality people. Uh, for all you listeners, seriously, either go to Rolling Bones – Dot com and go to under products check them out we do have that special running um we'll get them shipped out to you no problem or go to gator eyes and uh, they'll get some shipped up to you let's support these guys amazing company amazing people um adding something great to the outdoor space so thank you scott thank you clay appreciate it yes really appreciate you Here's a real quick reminder. Subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and pretty much wherever you can get a podcast, we're there. Also, share the podcast with a hunting buddy. Let them know what we're trying to bring you. We want to offer service, access, value, and education in the market and let you know who we are and what we do. If you're looking for help with your applications, you don't, don't know where to begin or how to get there, Give us a shout. Go to rollingbones.com, um, and you can info uh, email us at info at RBO Home. Info at RBO Home or help at RBO Home. Either one of those will work. You'll get to us, and we would love to help you. We get you applied in all 50 states. Yep, that's right, all 50 states. We'll help you get an application strategy going. And don't forget that we can always help you with our help program hunt expedition layaway you pick the date you pick uh your hunt we'll help you budget for it we'll get you on a payment plan it's called hunt expedition layaway plan first one of its type in the outdoor industry we want to help you get on your next adventure and make that dream adventure a reality we want you to own your own experience in the outdoor industry well we appreciate you listening one more time thank you guys for everything Until next week, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.